Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving higher. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 288. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire. And I am pleased to have these guys here with me. Um, they are here at the Moving Iron Summit, and they have uh, sponsored it again this year, and I'm thankful for that. So, Jesse, how you been, man? I've been good. You guys are wiping us out of all of our free swag here in Nashville, but uh, it is always a good time. There's there's like a one degree of separation between a, an ag equipment salesman and a farmer when it comes to getting stuff for free. It's, exactly. It's about the same, about the same difference. So, yeah, it's... Definitely that way. So it's had a good show so far. We had a lot of people come in. We had about 60 more people show up this year than we did last year. Yeah. Um, you guys had a great presence. You got two massive tires sitting up front. You get, did a great presentation on measuring tread depth because I'm sure you guys get the, you know, the, the finger between the, the tread bars and the credit cards and the, everything else in between there too. And it's such an accurate measurement. That yeah. It's, it's amazing. So, but, you know, looking at what you guys got going on, who we got with us today because I mean, you got your whole crew here yeah we brought everybody and again it's just a, a testament to you know wanting to let people know that our client advisors here could be pretty much anywhere in a day uh, we cover the entire united states and canada uh, so we brought them all here and we know your listeners are represented through mm-hmm. out the whole country yep. uh in canada i think we have yep. a couple canadian folks here yep got a good presence in canada um yep. so yeah i why don't we go around and, and introduce yourselves? Well, first and foremost, we have Mr. Roy Diener, uh, who's the sales manager. Roy, how long have you been associated with Axon? Almost nine years. So. Nine years now. Right so we've Roy's been doing this a long time, and you office out of San Antonio. That's home base. Home base, and part of the time in um, Des Moines. So yeah. And so our our main corporate headquarters are in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got. How many square feet is over our house? 200 and 230. 230. It's five acres under roof. All under roof. So that's where our corporate headquarters are in, in Mike's neck of the woods. We have another warehouse facility out in the, the Bay Area, uh, Hayward. Yep. Um, so why don't we go around? Stephen, we'll start with you. What territory do you cover? And um, 
maybe how long you've, you've been with Axon. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here at the conference. Thank you, Casey. I, I tell you what, I, it's been, this being my first year here with Axon, uh, I, I, I genuinely uh, learned a, a lot, you know, from the presentations and the, the sessions that have taken place. Uh, as I, I live in Minneapolis, and um, so I cover Minnesota, North Dakota, and the midsection of Canada uh, from Ontario, which is a, you know, Toronto area from uh, Ontario over to uh, Alberta, okay. so Edmonton. Matter of fact, next week I'll be in, in, in Edmonton uh, itself, in that in that surrounding area. And so it, this is this is really reinforced. It's really re, um, given me confirmation to Axon and and how the role that we're playing in in the industry. And, and the presence that we have, which is uh, getting stronger and stronger and stronger every day. Right so I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Appreciate that. And we have Mr. Mike Diener, who covers the Northeast. Uh, what states? I know you got a lot of them, so maybe just give us like the perimeter. Uh, and uh, how long have you been with Axon? Yeah, good. Uh, I am cover the Northeast Territories, um, kind of from Ohio eastward down, down to Virginia, um, up into Quebec area. Um, it's been a really exciting to be here again so, uh, to see everyone you kind of always meet new people you think you've kind of met everyone but you never have and uh, you know, it's a really exciting time in the territory as well so uh, we're just getting starting to get into harvest area and it's uh, always exciting to it's kind of when you reap the benefits of what the work you've done so it's uh, <coughs> heading into Ohio next week and really excited about it Cool. And we have Mike Lewis from West Coast. What's your territory look like, Mike? Well, uh, thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Casey, once again. Um, yeah, I'm Mike Lewis. I'm out at the Haywood, California location. Um, so I cover the West, anything pretty much west of the Rockies, um, from basically Arizona up to Idaho and across to um, Alaska and Hawaii which all these guys are all very jealous of me, but still never been there yet. Um, well, we have some customers there. We do, and we're yeah. growing fast, so I'm hoping to kind of, kind of squeak one out sometime. Hey, let's do moving iron in Hawaii. Yeah. 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 So I've been with the company for just shy of 11 years now and um, covered that territory, and most of my customers pretty much know who I am, but... It's good to see a few of them here. There's not a huge presence from West of the Rockies here, but it's great to see them and uh, meet meet some new people who I don't see. Obviously, uh, the other territory uh, reps, guys, um, and chat with them. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great show actually. Thank you, Casey. I appreciate that. Thank you. And we have Mr. John Kennedy um, from the Southern Territory. Which yeah. you'll pick on up on pretty quickly. You've been on the show before, haven't you? I think this is my third podcast. Yeah, third one. Yeah, that's your third time. Yeah. So, John, what are your states? Uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, which is home base for me. Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, and Florida. Okay. So I have nine states. Pretty pretty broad area. Mm -hmm. And you've uh, been in the associated with the tire industry for quite. Some been time in the months. tire business going on fifteen years. Okay been in the ag part of it probably 13 of those 15 so but um no it's great to be a part of the podcast again great summit again um, actually 
I was telling Roy earlier, I think we had a lot more uh, camaraderie amongst people. Uh, a lot of people knew what to expect this year, so yeah. got to see some customers I'd never even met before. Oh, right you know, on. you go by the dealerships, and yeah. sometimes you get, you know, most people we deal with are outside salespeople, sure. so sometimes you catch them, sometimes you don't. But actually, I saw probably three guys that I've talked to many times on the phone. Mm-hmm. Never, I, I got a chance to put a face with a name this round. Yep. That's always a good feeling, isn't it? It is. Yep. I know a lot of people that I can pick out in the crowd, but I've talked to them a million times on the phone. So yeah. it's a very, it's a very fun feeling when you finally get to meet that person. It really is. Life, you know, in living color. So Axon's got you know a legacy spanning back almost a hundred years, and we cross a lot of different uh, parts of the country here. Um, maybe Roy, you want to kick us off with some of the things we're seeing? I mean, we're We've got a lot of variety. Uh, when you work with Axon, by the way, you, you gain access to just about any ag tire brand you might need, but what are some of the things we see moving around in the country right now, or uh, that the listeners to this podcast would benefit from at least starting to think about as it relates to uh, products or setups that you know might help them? Yeah, so we, we our purchasing department's been pretty good about getting with um, some of the guys and understanding um, what well, ahead of time, quite a bit of time to figure out what we need into stock and inventory. And um, we've taken what was, you know, a three month lead time on some products to a six to a nine month lead time. And so it's been difficult that way in getting inventory. Everybody's experiencing it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, we're definitely experiencing it. But we've been fortunate, like you had mentioned in the beginning, the uh, size warehouse that we have, we've been able to keep stock on a lot of stuff um, over the time and have had pretty good stock. Not everything, but we've kept a variety. And what we're seeing a lot of guys um, doing, of course, is replacement tire markets, huge. Just trying to keep the machines going until they can get something new or what they ordered in. Um, so we're seeing a lot of the 48050s. 42034s and then also um, and we have good stock of that and we also have you know some turf tire options uh, for some guys we've been having some guys struggle with getting some of that and then so we got some of that and then we got some R4 stuff for some smaller hobby tractors um, available for guys that are struggling to get what they ordered on some machines so um, a wide variety of things um, but yeah, overall, it's just been what we're seeing is just having to forecast a lot further out, um, sometimes a year out, to try and figure out what we need to order so that we have it in time now. Um, so, I mean, the struggle, like I said, is different in every industry, but that is our struggle currently. But mm-hmm. that's what we're, it's just a reality now. So. Yeah. Yeah, your struggle's not much different than, than the struggle I have is getting, you know, getting availability and then looking at all the stuff coming through and, and, you know we have we have a similar our biggest problem we have is you know waiting on the new one to get here so we can sell that trade and the other guys trade and the other guys trade and we you know we'll get a new tractor delivered and we'll have four sales out of that within yeah. you know 15 seconds so it's just waiting on the new one to get there so yeah this this uh the supply chain issues that we're seeing right now are they are I guess crippling is probably the best way to put it yeah and we we see a lot of um, a lot of trades coming back on a few things so 
we're there for that too if anybody's got something they're not yeah. wanting in their machine that's something that dog you know Axon offers to kind of fit the machine with maybe not as expensive of an option but yeah it, timing matters because anymore certain things go a lot faster than they used to in the past so, so talk about your used tire program yeah we do, we offer trade values on um if you got a machine we that you want a new setup on a whole different arrangement we offer trade value um on your old tires coming off the machine anything you know we particularly like to stay above about 60 65 percent tread sure. or better yep. um but then it also matters what the wear is like you know if you got stubble damage or weather cracking and sure. different things like that um that cuts down on the value but we'll we try and give a trade value on what's coming off the machine to kind of ease some of that cost and then we also resell that so we have used inventory available but we inspect it too so that's one thing we really go over the tires and wheels and mm -hmm. yeah you don't catch everything all the time but sure you can eliminate things that come back to you sometimes so yeah. um and we do clean it up yeah. make sure it's good to go and um, some stuff is you know we we need to take it in and get it repainted so sure. we can do that too we have those services available to us so. right on i use the used tire side of the business is a big part from a from a used equipment perspective because mm -hmm. if you can put 75 percent tires on a tractor that's got four thousand hours on it that's a little better fit yeah just you know get I mean? your next thousand yeah. hours that's out of that right. machine. that's right yeah. that's exactly right yeah that's, that's a, a huge dollar huge thing well. oh yeah absolutely. huge dollar savings yeah absolutely and our used inventories increased phenomenally in the, even in the last little bit yeah we were just talking about last week, weren't we, Roy, about um, like certain items. We call yeah. just massive inventory on them. Yep. We'd love to move some of that stuff, but yep. just when he alluded to the turf situation, it's challenging. Turf tires, mm -hmm. nobody is building, hardly building turf tires right now. Yeah. And John Deere is not even providing turf tires on yeah. their end case in New Holland. They're not providing turf tires on their smaller, you know, mm -hmm. 75 to 125 horsepower tractors. And yeah. And guess who's trying to pick that up? And we're getting right. tons and tons and tons of calls on that stuff. And some of those orders are out till like June, July next year. And right. It, it's causing challenges. People say, do you have inventory? And we're like, oh, yeah, we have, you know, we just mentioned a 230,000 square foot warehouse and five yeah. acres under one roof. Packed the rafters, but we still never have what everybody wants. Right, yeah. It's no, just crazy industry. Yeah, it's crazy times right now, for sure. Yeah. For sure. There's a... Uh, I mean, I guess we have all 50 states here, right? I mean, mm -hmm. everyone here, so. Yeah. And a bunch of provinces, too. And a, that's true, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of provinces as well. So if you're looking at what's going on, I mean, you guys probably have sales calls, I'm sure, every week or month or however you guys do that, but what's the same, what's the same issue you guys are seeing across, from a, from a customer's perspective, what are the same issues that you guys are seeing that kind of ring true across all your territories and then what are some of the stuff out there that that really stick out as this is a real issue you know in the south or in the northeast or wherever supply chain supply chain yep getting equipment yep yeah that's probably our number one thing that we get guys coming back and well whenever that tractor shows up we can you can send those tires or i just don't know when the tractor's shown up or mm -hmm. it was supposed to show up or it's a variety of different variances but it's pretty much the supply chain yeah it's the same across the board on all territories yeah. right now you were going through harvest 
there in the south, southeast. And there's a lot of those guys that bought brand new combines. Mm -hmm. and those new combines are going to show up in November after harvest. Yep. Yeah, we got some of those too. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big issue right now. And that's tomorrow we have a we have a whole panel on you know what what are you doing with additional hours? What are you doing with additional recon? What are you doing with you know? Because there's some of the stuff that there were combines that we wheat combines that we were supposed to get um, you know March April May time frame and they showed up you know August September October time frame. So um, it'll be you know hold another season of use you know and then more wear on tires just more wear on I mean just hours in general I mean you start looking at reconditioning costs on combines those things just love a lot of love, unforeseen they love parts so a lot of unforeseen stuff out there that just kind of pop up that you no one has any control over I don't care I can't control it manufacturers doing the best they can to get it out and we're doing the best we can to get it out to them and I'm sure you guys are in the same same predicament man you guys are you got every every tire brand under the under the sun that you guys work with and they're all telling you the same thing you know like we're we're working on this we're working on that and we're not even some i mean how many how many guys you that you work with now manufacturers you work with that just flat said we're not we're not going to make that anymore we've had we've had some of that come up yeah. you know, we're just we can't our production line we don't we got to focus on the stuff that we could fix right now we yeah. had some manufacturers saying this tire is built in Europe, right? And we're just not bringing it to the U.S. right now, right? And that came over on a chopper or a right. specific piece of equipment, mm -hmm. so we might even have to provide a whole wheel tire package to put it into right. a North American style tire. Yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. What, I, what I'm hearing a lot of <clears throat> this, is Steve. What I'm hearing a lot in my my area and maybe other other parts of the country as well, uh, uncertainty. Right. So uncertainty in terms of, of course, the equipment arriving in a timely fashion or sure. in a predictable fashion. <laughs> yeah. uh, that of course is, creates a domino effect in terms of uncertainty, unfortunately, in staffing. Mm -hmm. So the, you know, the, the, the dealerships and the, the locations are faced with some difficult decisions right. in terms of maintaining their staff and uh, whether it's sales or service and uh, keeping, you know, keeping the, 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 you know, keeping everybody up to spirit. Sure. Yeah. So that uncertainty, unfortunately, you know, creeps in, in, in many levels. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, the good thing is we're resilient, probably the most resilient of any industry, I think, I yeah. truly really believe, in the country. So we're able to um, overcome that and, and maintain that. And, and But that's, that's, that. Sends, that tends to be, you know, very, um, very prevalent. Yep. Yeah. What are some of the issues you guys are seeing that are unique to your area? Do you have anything? Yeah, I, I do. If I could just speak for my area, Go west ahead. of the Rockies. Um, so we obviously see things like water is a huge oh, yeah. issue in west of the Rockies, yep. and I'm um, just taking Northern California, where they normally plant 525,000 acres of rice every year. It's going to be lucky if it hits two hundred thousand this year, just because yeah. of the sheer lack of water. Right. You've got guys that just said, "I had planned to plant two thousand acres. I got water for 50. Mm -hmm. So I said, "No, not planning anything." And I've right. talked to many dealers <coughs> who are so that's a knock-on effect. They were going to buy a new rice combine. Well, yeah. it didn't happen. They didn't right. need it. They were going to park it, and and then you've got water is a big issue, obviously. Then you've got fertilizer costs to go sure. through the roof. Sure. You've got equipment costs have gone up significantly. Mm -hmm. 
you've got all the emissions garbage out our way, mm-hmm. and um, you've got so many different, so input costs have just gone through the roof as far as the grower's concerned, and that just ends up reflecting on everyone's table. Right. You know, yeah. The food on your table just goes up, and yep. yeah, tires have gone up, wheels have gone up. That's just yep. what we talk about, fuel. Right. That's a more than doubled in so, so right. many areas. So yep. we see these input costs going up so drastically that it's affecting having, as Steve just said about uncertainty, yeah, not knowing. And then obviously I think it's come up, I don't know how many times in, in your different conferences, yeah. you know, staffing. Yeah. Guys just can't get good techs or whatever mm-hmm. it is in the dealers. Any kind of labor in general. Yeah, it's just, it's tough to come come through that. And some of those commodities in my areas have not gone up. Like yeah. almonds are down, and that's a big one in yeah. California. Um, rice is obviously going to be a big high price this year just because yep. of what it is. So, um, And you see the, like the, the wheat in eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to command a really high price for that this year. Yeah. And they're getting fantastic yields as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of... Uh, Kind of on that that topic, there's been a lot of um, countries like uh, like Egypt and you know some Middle Eastern countries that were relying heavily on Ukraine and Russia to get them the cereal crops that they need that have gone to Oregon and Washington mm-hmm. and, and signed some big contracts and to get you know four or five years worth of of grain out of there and it's 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 been a game changer for especially that part of the world. Yeah. No, that Columbia River is just yeah. filling up with barges, yeah. just bringing the, the wheat down out yep. from eastern Washington yeah, that's and right. Idaho. It's good and to see it. It's uh, not that they didn't export a lot of that anyway, but there's just a more a bigger demand for it right now. And you can see the wheat price that you see out there. You see the board price, and you see what the, what they're actually selling it for. In a lot of cases, it's you know I've saw talked to some folks. They were a dollar fifty above the board. So I mean, if they're posting seven or eight bucks on the board, you know it's. No, you know, $8.59. The knock-on effect from that is that you get the the, the dealers saying, sure. well, these guys are going to have to spend the money at the end of the year because right. they're making profit. They're going right. to want to spend the money. i got to have equipment to sell, sure. and they yeah. don't have equipment. And then, yeah. So it just has this domino effect. Yeah. There's something I've been thinking about. I'd love to have your guys' kind of take on it. You know, I, I look at what's going on, how we're getting the equipment thing that we've got going on, and we've got – we're like in a peak – selling cycle right now we've got everyone's got some some cash in their pocket but we just don't have anything to sell to them right nice hair quotes here um as things kind of come together and you know the supply and demand curve start to start to meet up with each other we're i have this this feeling that we're just not gonna have that opportunity that we saw back in like 10 11 or 12 where we had high on, on farm income and on the opportunity to go out and and target those customers and do those things um, I just don't think we're going to have that same opportunity in this this situation that we see right now. I'd love to have your guys' thoughts on that. Well, to the same effect, anyway. Not that we're not going to be profitable and you know make money, those kind of things, but not to the same effect that we saw back then. The money's going to be there, but the input cost is going to go exactly. Yeah, yep. between seed, chemical, fuel. Yeah, that's an unknown. Yep, where the fuel will be. Just the price of machinery. Yeah. I was talking to a guy there in Louisiana, Combine, a year and a half ago was $125,000 cheaper. So just the input cost, the money's going to be there. I think they're going to be getting good money for the crop. 
Yeah. But just overhead's going to gobble it all up. Yeah. And that volatility is going to, yep. I think, cause them to hold back on maybe some spending, even if they could. Right. Yeah. Because there, there's there's so many unknowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going to happen? And that's, I mean, even though the price is elevated from where what we would normally see, it still ha- cause it has to be there. Yeah. Well, it has I mean, to correct. Right. And if you want if you want me to go plant a corn crop, you better make it to where I can at least break even if I'm going to go do it. In case we all know that the 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 overhead, the expense is outpacing the commodity market. Uh huh. Yeah. Either <laughs> something's going to have to correct. Yeah. Either the 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 operating costs are going to have to come down, mm-hmm. or they're going to just have to get more money for their product. Yep. And we all know what's going to happen when grain goes up yeah. and when cotton goes up. Yeah. Everything else from our clothing to our food right. is going to go up. And here it is, we're already in a recession. So yeah. Yeah. it's not looking pretty. No, it's, it's going to be an interesting time because I think, you know, the inflationary issues that we see happening. I mean, we, have, we had a few speakers talk about the varying effects that inflation is going to have and high interest rates and those kind of things or higher interest rates but my one of my arguments i make on the interest rate phase is you know in you know 1980s we had incredibly high interest rates and it was a horrible time 1980 you could have a whole farm worth of equipment support equipment everything else for a million bucks today your tractor and planters a million bucks so i mean it's just the the scale that we're looking at now if you're paying six and a half percent on 12 or 15 million bucks or five million bucks or three million bucks that's that's still fair that's a lot of that's a lot of interest that you're paying you know and that's a big a big thing i think it gets overlooked a little bit um in this situation there's a lot of capital out there right now that that's that's there and i think that the more that we have as this keeps progressing on that that capital is going to slowly just get get chipped away and chipped away and chipped away and 23 and 24 prices like you said might still be there might be a high price for for corn and and soybeans and those kind of things but um the inputs that go along with it normalize out that on-farm income just about as fast as anything else does so it's going to be a a true this is probably one of the more i don't say it's unprecedented that's probably not the right statement but it's it's a different economic animal than I think we've seen in a long time if not ever so mm-hmm. it's going to be an interesting <clears throat> journey here the next couple of years well and that's that's, okay. that's what makes the you know what I was saying before the purchasing side of things that's what makes it so unique because right. it's just what do you get what do you mm-hmm. order and you can have a warehouse full like Mike said and it's still not a stuff you need and we're not the only ones facing that sure. it's, it's yeah. literally everybody's got kind of that same issue is what 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 do we need to have yeah. for our customers and for their needs? Exactly. And so it's a it is a game. Yep, absolutely. And to follow up from that, Roy, it's, um, we've seen a lot of changes in crop. Yeah. Guys are putting in 125,000 acres of of almond trees in California for years and years and years. It's mm-hmm. been growing and growing and growing. That industry. All of a sudden, the price is kind of leveled out. Sure. Not so much exports going on. It's more complicated to get it exported to Asia and that mm-hmm. kind of thing with all the container situations and, 
and there's a lot of almonds sitting on the on the porch right now that some of them are rotting so that the price is going down and mm-hmm. so guys are tearing those trees out and they might have had them in the ground for 15 20 years well right. guess what they're putting in the ground alfalfa yeah i mean we're getting somewhere between six and ten cuttings depending where you are in, right in the west and getting 375 bucks a ton for it right, right. now so and there's even guys tearing out lettuce fields mm-hmm. to put alfalfa in because the price of um, salads have gone down so drastically. Well, let's plant alfalfa. Well, right. <laughs> what's going to happen? Everyone's all of a sudden we're going to have a switch again, and mm-hmm. no one's got any salad, and they want to increase right. the price on that. So is it going to switch again? And yeah. you know, berries have done the same thing. Yep. They've kind of been down a bit, and they've gone up. And milk's making good money right now, mm-hmm. but then it's going to take another dive again. And yep. So what, what's everybody going to do? Right. <laughs> Just, and and you have a tire package specifically set up sure. for a certain industry, and then. Boom, that one kind of dies a bit, and another one jumps in, and you're like switching gears rapidly. Right. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that, that you, you sometimes you got to bang your head against the wall being in California. I mean, Iowa, Illinois, India, anywhere else, it's corn and soybeans, <coughs> cows, really, and pigs. That's, your, that's what you're doing, right? California, you're doing quinoa over here, and blackberries, and raspberries. 400 and, you, crops. I mean, just you name it, you know. 400. And then Oregon's like over 300, Washington's over 200. Yeah. Not all different, but I mean, we're talking somewhere between five and 600 crops grown commercially yeah. um, in those three states. And they're changing them all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the almond tree thing. It takes three years to get an almond tree to produce. And they rip those things out after they've had 20 them there. 25 years. Yeah. And they just rip them out and they, you know, and then they plant them back again and they do whatever. And then but they might go to alfalfa like you're talking about. That's well, a like, total different guys deal. Plant 22 row, 22 foot rows with yeah. um, almond trees and alfalfa down the middle. Really? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely crazy. Well, that makes hey, sense. I guess. Yeah, a yeah. few years like that because yeah. those trees are just growing a little bit each year. You know, right. until they get to the three or four years and start getting the canopy over the sure. top. Sure. And yep. they're like, okay, we're done. And we saw that out in the valley. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Came out that way. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting to see that. Yeah. You know, you can get. You got 22 foot row and maybe 14 feet in the middle of that is yep. they can cut and mow alfalfa. Yep, and it's that diversity, and especially how they can just they can just change it when they want to. I mean, I'm sure different parts of California are more profitable at different kinds of crops and those kind of things. But man, you talk about something that's a very very niche and very unique machinery, which then requires a very niche and unique tire package to go along with it, weight packages and everything else to go along with that. Especially with as much autonomous stuff as in that, is in the high the high value crop uh, area. There, there's got to be uh, your your warehouse out there must just be like one of everything, and it's seventeen square, stuff. you know, <laughs> seventeen seventeen acres stuff. of one tire. We yeah. send all the weird guys out to the west coast. Jesse will say all these bad things about the West Coast, but he still likes coming. I do. Yeah. <laughs> the lands of fruits and nuts. Steady <laughs> <Stay>, guys. <laughs> That's funny. That's no, funny. I think in, in general the optimism will will continue to uh, it will trend positive, and and I and I think it's it's tempered. The optimism will be tempered for twenty the rest of the into twenty three, possibly into twenty four. I think. Um, from both a dealer standpoint, a manuf- manufacturing standpoint, dealer standpoint, and also then, of course, the grower. So I think across the board, there's no one sector or no one um, phase that is, 
I think everybody's in unison. I think yeah. everybody shares that same tempered up. We're optimistic. Right. Okay. But we don't want to be over optimistic and, and, and uh, to, to a point where we can't uh, fulfill you know, the, sure. those, those, those goals. Sure. Second, like you mentioned, that this now what this will do is it'll give a pause for, in my opinion, give a pause for uh, growers to look at uh, technologies. You'd mentioned autonomous, for instance, last week at the Farm Progress Show yeah. in, in Iowa. Uh, they, they've made quite an impact sure. you know, as far as the showing there, the autonomous. Yeah, that, that sprayer, um, sprayer. Including yeah. drone, yep. the drone technology yep. with spring. Yep. Yeah, the technology side of it, too, is, is ever-changing, especially when you start looking at size and speed of, of machines now. And what you, what you see there, I mean, that's a that's a whole other spectrum of itself. I mean, we have... You know, sixteen hundred gallon sprayers that can go, you know, almost forty miles an hour. <laughs> loaded, loaded up with, with. I mean, I don't know who wants to drive something that fast with sixteen hundred gallons in the back of it. And of course, they never drive on the road full, right? Ever, never, ever, never. ever, ever, never, ever. Maybe we should start selling wheel packages for drones. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's Test it out west first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a few yeah. crazy things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John, so, you're doing, you know, I've seen some cool combine setups that you're seeing down in the south. Talk a little bit about um, that flow package you, you've been putting on combines. They're in my region, mainly south central. I don't think southeast has really seen anything major, but mm -hmm. we've had our share of trials down our way. We had a very dry, very hot summer growing season. Probably haven't had a summer this hot in probably eight years. Yeah. And when you have consistent 98 to 103 degree days and 80 degree nights, it really hardly ever gets below 80 degrees at night. Mm -hmm. That really takes a toll on the crop. Sure. That crop has really to have does. time yep. to rest. And everyone coming into harvest knew that they were going to see some, um, yield decreases sure. and everyone did we saw about a 10 to 15 percent yield drop strictly because of the heat you can pour as much water you want to to a plant but yeah. the heat definitely is going to take its toll after a while and then we got in the harvest everything was looking good and we went from being extremely dry to wet within three day period there was areas that got anywhere from 12 inches of rain in three days to 28 inches of rain yeah. in three days. And in Louisiana, we have our share of water, but when you get more water, it has nowhere to go. Right. So we had a lot of flooding. Um, it would quit raining, and right about the time it would get ready to dry up, we'd get a little bit more rain. So the grower couldn't actually get into the field to get his crop out. So we, between flooding, we lost some beans, lost some corn due to flooding, but uh, a lot of the beans that didn't flood, they couldn't get out there and get it. And actually, they would sprout in the pot. Mm -hmm. So they would lose that crop as well. Yep. But for those guys who who did try to get out there and get it out, that's where we come in with the flotation packages sure. for the combines. It's a combination of the 125032 uh, front tire that goes on the front of the combine and then the 664325 flotation tire for the rear. That is the perfect combination for anybody who wants to get to the field, 
get the machine up on top of the ground without tearing this field all to pieces. Mm -hmm. uh, it is expensive, but I don't think anyone ever puts into account what it costs mm -hmm. to fix a field that has been severely oh, yeah. damaged. Yeah. Between time, fuel, yep. wear and tear on your machine, it's cheaper to go buy a set of floats. Yep. So uh, we definitely, we're, we are still in harvest. And for anybody listening to this podcast, reach out to us. Um, you can go to our website. All of our, con each sales guy's contact information is on our website. And just re reach out to us. We yep. definitely have uh, more inventory we can get out to folks. Yep. I got one more plug because, you know, I know we could sit and talk all day, but you know, part of the reason why we have a team like this too, Casey, is because uh, we really view these guys as advisors more than sales guys. I hope that's fair to say because we're really here, like like you are, to support these dealers. So if, if you are a dealership, we exist in part to take the complexity of the tires and wheels, and there's a lot of complexity. We could have a whole session of just about the wheels yeah. and the different setups that we help people do. but. Yes, we exist to sort of take that off your plate so you can focus on supporting your customers, but there is also benefit to knowing a little bit to get yourself dan dangerous enough in the dealership to have those conversations and then get us involved. So if anybody's listening and your dealership plans, you know, quarterly or biannual sales meetings, we one of the things we love to do is, is be part of those events with those dealers uh, whether it's an hour session or you have breakout sessions, focus a little bit of that on like tire training 101. Mm -hmm. We'll send one of these client advisors who knows your local agronomy in your area, the setups that you run into with your growers. We'll teach you stuff about, you know, accurately measuring tread. Mm -hmm. um, and we have really gotten great feedback. So if you're interested in that, you know, because honestly we don't have time to let these guys all talk or they would. <laughs> Um, please reach out, send us a note, um, contact me at marketing at axontire.com or sales at axontire.com. We'd love to have these guys be part of your uh, training event. We'll leave you brochures, we'll leave you training guides. Um, and again, that's in, it's so you can have the right conversations with your customers to solve the problems. Right on. Um, so if you make it really, really good, we might <coughs> give you a freebie or something. A freebie what? We sometimes have tread death gauges. Oh yeah, or something, yeah. something cool, you know. We'll break it out. Speaking of freebies, and Paige, you really need to stop talking so much on these podcasts. I I'll tell you what, we well, I didn't think we were going to get a word in. I, I know this is bad. I just don't want all you guys talk. Okay, so obviously we've we've got great stuff, um, and if you're part of this event, highly recommend everybody come to the summit next year for sure. Make this part of your top event that you go to with your dealership. Uh, you'd want a notepad or you're out in the field and you gotta ask the right question. So we're gonna arm your listeners uh, this month with? A Move More Iron Notepad. Nice. That you can take on the road with you, put in your car, slide in your backpack, um, really durable on the outside and it comes with a pen. Nice, look at that, I even got a, a writing stick. I know that works. I know it seems Love cheesy, it. but it is it is really valuable. It's got little pockets yeah. inside. I, I think it's a great tool. So anybody just gotta reach out. Again, marketing at Axon Tire. Let us know you heard it here. Uh, we'll ship you know what? Let's ship them a couple. We'll ship them a couple for everybody that um, 
is listening and, and sends us a note here this month, we'll ship you a, a handful of notebooks. Right on. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Those things do come in handy because I have notebooks like that because they're not the big ones. I just have one in my truck, I have one mm-hmm. in my bag. You know, I got them all over the place. So just like I actually t-shirts, got, you can't have too many. Can't have too many. Yeah, definitely a t-shirt. Just I got one of your summit notepads too. Those are right on. There you go. Yeah. So that. You but as always, thank you for having us. We love yeah. partnering with yeah. with what you do, and and thank you for having us on and making yep. us part of your mission too. So. Yeah. No, I I appreciate what you guys have done for me. So. Um, this has been a this has been a great partnership, and I look forward to look forward to working with you more in the future. So, awesome, right on. Well, we're gonna go drink some whiskey. I think I'm I'm right there with you. Any <laughs> other any other closing thoughts before we shut it down? No, just reach out. Um, like Jesse said, uh, sales at uh, cfitire.com or axon tire at axontire Boy, I screwed <laughs> that one up. Either way, we'll still get something, and then uh, or go to the website axontire.com. Right on. There's plenty of information there. Good job. Well, I, guys, I do appreciate it. Thank you very much for for coming out here, and this has been a it's been a great deal. So, yeah, thanks we'll again, Casey. It's been awesome. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can find me on LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast and the ever so cleverly named Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. That's shocking, right? <laughs> so check that out. All that stuff's there. Uh, go to movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related. And, you know, next year I uh, should have the uh, Moving Iron Summit stuff out here um, probably here in the next uh, 30 days or so for next year. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with the entire Axon Tire crew. Let's go move some iron folks out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardware.